0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Break the State Podcast, episode number 15. As always, I'm your host, Dunk Limpman, and joining me today on the show is Australian journalist Jack Curley. Jack is a contributor at the Daily Caller and the host of the Jacked In podcast. I asked him to come on the show to discuss the state of affairs in Australia as the country continues to turn into a full-on police state. We did record this episode just over a week ago and since then we've already had more videos of police violence and we've even gotten word that in some cities the government has been blocking internet service to deter journalists and protesters from live streaming what's happening on the streets there. So while the news cycle does move fast and some of the events discussed in this episode may already seem like old news to some of you guys, I'd say it's still entirely relevant and definitely eye-opening to hear about these things from somebody on the ground who has first-hand knowledge of what's happening. I think it's extremely important that we take note of what's going on there in Australia as it's likely that we'll see it coming home to the United States, especially in places like New York and California. Also, joining me for this episode are the guys from Against the Mob, Logan Carpenter and Matt Billingsley. Logan and Matt always bring a great perspective to the conversation, so I really think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. But before we get into that, I do want to let you know that you can support this show and spread the message of self-ownership by picking up some Break the State podcast merch, which is now available through my sponsor, Anti-State Apparel. Head on over to BreakTheState.net forward slash shop that will take you directly to the Break the State podcast collection on the Anti-State store where you can find my t-shirt and hoodie, both of which feature the Break the State podcast logo on the front and a giant yellow Anarchist A on the back circled with the Break the State slogan which reads, Authority is an illusion, you own yourself. All proceeds do go directly to keeping the lights on over here, so if you want to support this show and help spread the message of freedom, please head over to BreakTheState.net forward slash shop and pick up your merch today. And while you're over there, be sure to check out all of the other great liberty-themed apparel that Anti-State has to offer, such as hats, shirts, stickers, flags, patches, and more. Anti-State, no tolerance for being governed, no rulers, no masters. We are also brought to you by Public Hangings for Pedophiles. Public Hangings for Pedophiles is a company that was formed with a goal of turning awareness into action. At the end of each fiscal quarter, PHFP makes a donation to an organization in the fight against human trafficking and pedophilia. So with every purchase of a t-shirt, sticker, or other gear from PHFP, you're not only making a statement, you're making a difference by both supporting victims and helping to prevent new ones. Visit publichangingsforpedophiles.com today to join in the fight, and be sure to check out episode number 11 of Break the State Podcast for my full interview with PHFP. All right, without further delay, this is Break the State Podcast episode number 15. All right, this is Break the State Podcast, episode number 15. As always, I'm your host, Dunk Limpman. And joining me today, we have Jack Curley, all the way from Australia. Jack is an independent journalist, and he's here to talk about the tyranny and craziness that's going down over there um, and the outback. So, Jack, how's it going, man?
1: I'm good, I'm good. Um, Yeah, it's, it's good timing, too, considering that the city's currently on fire. (laughs)
0: um are we talking literal fire or Uh, not oh no not yet Uh, okay (laughs) i'm like i I didn't hear about that one yet okay no no not yet not yet uh also joining us we've got the boys from against the mob matt and logan how you guys doing
2: Doing well. You did say those in reverse order, though. It is Logan and then Matt, just for a future reference there. But no, we're excited to check in. Uh, we understand that uh, from my my grand amount of research I've done on this subject myself, um, Australia has almost all of the kangaroo and wallaby population. So we do want to make sure that the the COVID hasn't got to those guys yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything
3: to
0: say. I just live in the shadow of Logan. <laughs> You just stand up for yourself, Matt. Eh, well, uh, when you're Harley
3: <laughs> Quinn to Batman, what are you supposed to do? <laughs>
2: the tallest nail gets the hammer first.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so Jack, why don't you um, kind of you know introduce yourself a little bit for my audience? Um, you know, let them know who you are and what you're about.
1: Um, so, I've uh, well, I'm an independent journalist. Uh, I've finished study. Well, finished. I have one class left, which I failed, which is it's theory class. So I don't really want to do it, but I kind of have to do it because it's a core class. Um, so I'm just putting that off right but I'm I'm working at the moment writing for uh, various uh, various outlets I have gone through a very large political journey going from wanting to join the military to being completely against war so that's fun Um, excellent and now I'm pretty much sitting on the edge of libertarian and anarchist so that's kind of come interesting over for me. the water is great <laughs>
3: yeah
0: absolutely so
1: that's that's kind of interesting considering that i never i never really saw myself heading to this point but it kind of makes sense it's kind of a natural trajectory um yeah. and so basically i've been um very vocal uh both in in my real life and online about what's happening in australia and people seem to be very um Pathetic, if mm. that's the right word, to to standing up to themselves, to the to the government and all this. But with the protests recently, it seems like that's changing. But I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> so I also I also do I started a podcast because I've been I've been saying that I, I'm going to start a podcast for like the last year, mm. but. You know, procrastination and all that led me to not do that. So I finally started it with the Melbourne protests that happened, I think, a month and a half ago in July, I believe it was, which was a pretty crazy one. Um, It's just gotten worse since then.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of videos coming out um of Australia and these guys uh facing down with the cops and everything. Uh of course there's uh I think they're calling him Australian Rambo, the dude that knocked down like four cops. That was Other the guy idiot. in it's black block, like, amazing.
1: <laughs> that was great. Yeah. There there's slow motion video going around of it where it speeds up and then slow motion as he hits them. <laughs> <laughs> the music
0: playing over and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that was kind of funny. Um but yeah, no so- that <clears throat> Um, that, that sort of thing, as funny as it is, it's like there there was a a journalist that got, um, a V can, which is an energy drink here, um, thrown at the back of his head, literally from the, from the side, from no, no more than I reckon 30 meters away. They threw the can and all you see, it's about two seconds of flight time. And all you see is the can pop up and then two seconds Mm. later hits him in the back of the head. And as funny as that is, because they do lie about these things, right? And it's almost like um, you know in the longest yard when they throw the ball at the umpires until yeah. they start <laughs> until they start telling the truth. I, I feel like it's almost at that level where they're going to continue being being attacked and whatnot during these protests as long as they keep siding with the state and siding with the the lies, I guess. So as as much as it shouldn't happen because you really shouldn't be a, attacking journalists um it it is they sort of brought it on themselves
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely don't condone attacking journalists, but I mean, the corporate press is the enemy of the people. So yeah. <laughs> I, yeah like i said I, I don't condone it but at the same time i mean like you said you know when when they lie consistently and are in favor of everything that's going on i don't blame people for being pissed off at them
1: yeah like the the recent ones um they started on uh, uh friday actually friday <clears throat> so what happened is the the tradies which are like the the construction workers and whatnot the trades people right we call them tradies there's a bit mm-hmm. of australian slang for you Um, so the, the tradies, they, they love their smoke breaks and they love their, their coffee rooms. Right. (laughs) And they, uh, the government was like, yeah, no, uh, there's a lot of COVID in, in construction. You can't have your, your tea rooms and your smoke breaks and whatnot. So they, um, they got those fold out plastic tables, stuck them in the middle of the street of the city and had, uh, had their breaks.
0: Well, (laughs) that's...
1: So that was Friday. Um, Saturday was the protest, which you saw the old lady get shoved to the ground and uh, maced, Mm -hmm. um, which that's phenomenal from the police, you know, Uh, great optics there. Um, (laughs) Then you have uh, that guy in the black that was punching the cops. Right. So basically, and then, so that was a separate protest though. That wasn't Matrady's. That was the, the Freedom Rally people, the the ones that have okay. been protesting the whole time, right? They do a protest once a month for the last, I think, three or four months. Okay. And people are like, oh, they do nothing. They do nothing. They do nothing. And they do. They do do nothing, right? But it's not about that. People think that protesting is aimed at the government. It's not. The government's not going to listen to you. It's the same as a petition. There's no point. the The protests here are more... It's it's more performative for the people to jump on board with their cause more than right. anything else. It's not right. so much directed at the government where, because like Daniel Andrews is the premier of Victoria. He's, he's pretty much like based on the research that I've done for the first podcast that I did, I'd, I ran through the timeline of COVID in Australia and every single time a spike happens it's government incompetence every time oh i believe it which as per usual you know so the i guess we'll start there i guess we'll start at the the very start um so the first case got to australia on the 19th of march about five days after it broke out of wuhan after the world health organization covered for china so Um, that, that happened. The first outbreak happened when the premier of New South Wales, whose name is Gladys Barajiklian, um, mouthful, I know, (laughs)
0: um,
1: she, she refused to monitor nor control the, the ship, right? Just let it dock and let everyone, the entire ship was infected, Right and she let the let them all disembark and spread across the country so that was the first one um you know whatever your opinion is on that either like the the people the and the covid things kind of interesting because i'm like just don't be an, just don't be an asshole like if you're sick stay inside right right it's it's common sense if you like and in in japan they wear the masks when they're sick not when others are and that's that's the way it should be should be looked at. I think is that if you're sick, wear a mask, right? Or, yeah, absolutely. Or whatever, I mean, right? It's it's common sense, but it shouldn't be forced on you. So, right.
0: um,
1: basically, she didn't she didn't even ask them to consider that they might be infected, and she knew completely what this was. She knew what COVID was. She she knew at the time. She knew that it was infected, and she just let them in. So that was the first one that led to a handful of deaths. Um, and then about three, four months later, um, the hotel quarantine thing happened in Victoria, which is where I am. Mm-hmm. Basically, what happened was uh, every other state was using using the military to control the or control to monitor the hotel quarantine, right? Because it's uh, you, you have some kind of liability there, some kind of liability when the military are dealing with it right there's someone there's someone to um, hold to account if something goes wrong as it did
0: in theory <laughs> yeah
1: in, in theory instead what happened was private security was hired the privates there was three three firms hired three two of which were on the preferred list for the government
0: mm.
1: one of which had four permanent staff and got about 90% of the job what (laughs) Pause for effect can i
0: just can i just point out as uh, you know as an anarchist and somebody who supports free markets um and you know we talk about privatization but i think i just want to point out for anybody listening there's a difference between the government taking your tax dollars and funneling it into a quote-unquote private business versus the government stepping out and allowing private businesses to compete in the market for that share of you know value
1: yeah so this these private companies nobody's from from what i've i've seen from what i've looked into nobody in the government knows who hired them which also is super super sus um so this company with four permanent staff which then outsourced to a different company to to boost their numbers nobody knows who hired them Now, I I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty suspicious to me. Um, So as a result, these... And because there's no accountability, these people, the the ones that were um, doing security at the the hotel, they ended up sleeping with and letting out people in the hotel (laughs) quarantine into the middle of the CBD of Melbourne. And that led to uh, about... 800 deaths in the next mm. four months
3: what is what is a cbd um for those uh, that c- know central
1: Ottawa. business di- uh central business district thank so you it's, it's, it's just the, the central hub yeah so it's downtown um, uh, but the cbd is like the main because it's a, it's a bit different to the u.s the u.s has you know downtown and then there's like the yeah, rest of it where
2: cbd over here means a uh, pot that doesn't work correctly i wonder too this uh, brings to my mind like we've really noticed higher security in in hawaii uh in contrast to the rest of the states over here and i I definitely have picked up on that in a lot of island nations where it seems like if you're really going to be able to stop uh something like this from spreading into your country it would come uh, the best chance you have is an island where you can absolutely limit that uh and to see the Uh, At the best, it seems like government incompetence to allow this to happen, Um, and at worst, when you're a a conspiracy dork like me, you kind of (laughs) go to this idea of, what are the results that we saw from all of this? We saw the virus get into Australia, and then we've now seen tons of lockdowns, more government control, and ultimately the passing of this uh, atrocious uh, new bill that uh, we as Americans have been mocking over here in the States, uh, laughing at you guys for having this new gigantic surveillance state, <laughs> forgetting that we implemented our own security uh, surveillance state about 20 years ago over yeah, here in the States. React to this. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> but I, I wonder, in my mind, I guess that's the question that comes up is, uh, do you Same. think it is as, as nefarious as the government allowing this into the country in order to pass these laws that they probably have had on the books for a long time and wanted to implement. See, uh, in, I you know,
1: i have, I have thoughts about this because I, um, so the reason that I uh, have doubts that the government uh, is just incompetent is that in 1996, when they took out guns, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the, the uh, it was, I think 34 people died, I think in Tasmania, Port Arthur. Oh man, that's um, just a
3: day in the United States. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so he this this guy the whole sort the whole story is super sus. Like um it, it really I'm not saying it is, but it really does seem like he was a Patsy. Um because not only was the situation very suspicious, but they passed the gun legislation in twelve days.
2: Mm-hmm. As most of that goes, when there's going to be disgusting government overreach, it tends to pass overnight.
1: Yes, and that's the same with this identify and disrupt bill that they passed recently as well. Um, they basically passed that in 24 hours. Mm. Which, right, and yeah.
3: sorry, go ahead, sir. No, no, you go. I was going to say because I'm I'm in local government in my town, and I can tell you that it is n- that nothing gets done quickly. And so for them to write something in 24 hours and get it passed or 12 days, that's all, that's legislation that's already in the works that they've already, you know, they have everything down except the minor details about when we're going to implement that. And so yes. I hear you on the whole sus thing because like being in government, nothing Run smoothly or quick in government, and so for them to do that in 24 hours, it's like oh, there was a plan. Like yeah. that's already
1: in place. <clears throat> no, that's exactly right, and this is this is why I I mention 1996 and the, I think it's called the NFA as well, um, I think. So, okay. it. But the the thing, just a, a side tangent here before I continue about the COVID thing, um, the the. The firearms legislation in Australia, it reads like it's written by a 12 year old. <laughs> um, so I, I used to own guns. Um, I ended up having them taken by the state because someone touched them in my own house. Um, so that's fun. That's literally all that they needed. Um, so that happened. And I went back and read through the legislation. So there are categories categories of firearms you got category a category b c and d d is like semi-automatics um c is uh, semi-auto 22s and pump action shotguns um and then b and a are the more readily acceptable ones bolt action break action that sort of stuff um the thing that i always point out to people to demonstrate how dumb it is how many different types of shotguns are there four or five right yeah there's not that many no so there's what brake action lever action pump action Mm -hmm. bolt action and semi-automatic and i guess automatic Mm -hmm. so uh those those five those five definitions of a shotgun are in four different categories
2: (laughs) yeah we've definitely noticed that ourselves here in the states as well where there are uh, countless memes out there where somebody will take a pistol and, and add different pieces to it to classify it as different types of weapons yeah. uh, that make it either legal or not legal in their area. Right. So right. Like the, the
1: nine mil SBRs, right? <laughs> right. Pistols, yeah. You can right?
2: have you that, have you that nine millimeter, but if you put an extended stock on it, now it's a rifle and illegal <laughs> in certain states. Yeah, no, it's it. But yeah, so that's, that's,
1: and this legislation and it's always the same. It's always, it's always, it always reads like it's written by a 12 year old. And it
2: well, to be fair, our view on that is that most people against uh, guns in the general population have the IQ of a 12 year old, right?
1: <laughs>
2: Very fair point. Um, anyway, so
0: I'll, I'll go back to the COVID stuff. So, um, well, before you hop yeah. into that, um, what, what's because you were kind of explaining a little bit before we got started about that bill. What, what exactly is in that bill? The defense um, one. Yeah, or the the one that you uh, you said that was just passed um, about uh, bringing in foreign foreign military and things. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so the the basic rundown of it is the so it's the defense legislation amendment enhancement of defense force r- uh, response to emergencies. So it's a, it's an amendment, not so much an actual law being passed.
0: Hmm.
1: So basically, it says the bill concerns the provision of providing immunity. From any civil or criminal liability to foreign troops who are called to Australia to provide assistance in recovery from disasters and other emergencies. So foreign, foreign troops could literally mean New Zealand.-hmm, right? So the New Zealand army could come across and shoot a bunch of us and n- nothing would happen, basically. so that's, long that's what they it are sounds rare. like. So long long as they're they're
2: licking the boots of the government and uh, doing exactly what the state wants, which, you know, another great example, uh, as we like to always push on on our respective podcast over here of when government laws are put in place, it never is for you as a uh, citizen. It's always to protect the government itself. Of course,
0: of course. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um,
1: So I'm I'm not 100% what this is so the the amendment, I can send it to you. I can send the amendment to you. But it's basically just, so it's just pulling stuff out. So, um,
0: I mean, it it sounds to me like, uh, you know, I am really, I mean, is your military not inept enough to be able to help out in your country, um, in the Um... case of a disaster and they're. Thinking they're going to have to call in, you know, troops no, from other countries, I d- or
1: I don't think so. Like our defense force is pretty good when it comes to that sort of stuff. They're usually out there helping during bushfires and and whatnot. But um, I feel like there's something nefarious behind this because why, uh, why why else change it? Why why remove civil or criminal liability from foreign troops? That doesn't make sense.
2: Seems like no, it almost uh, knee jerk reaction for me is they're worried that it's difficult to get somebody to grossly infringe on the rights of their neighbors and brothers so maybe Mm, it's a little easier to call in a Mm. a foreign power to do so it's a lot
3: easier to have americans shoot australians than australians
1: shoot australians that's true that is true and i i have noticed um during the protests that the cops have been saying to the protesters they they're not against them but they get they just get paid for it i'm like so you're not you're not against it but you're you're willing to shoot australians with rubber bullets and tear gas because of a paycheck fuck you
0: is that <laughs> worse i almost it's feel like that's how much worse. That, that's worse it's yeah, uh, called so the Nuremberg much defense.
2: Worse. it's uh, what we hammered germans for after the uh the nazi party it's called the nuremberg defense mm. right i was just no.
3: following orders Oh yep. yeah, sorry. That's, that's exactly to...
1: what it is. That's he literally said those words. This was an S.O.G. guy, which is the equivalent of SWAT. So it's it's a Special Operations Group. They have their their heavily militarized thing. Um, they're all secretive. Don't show their identity because they're cool guys. <laughs> 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 that, that, those sort of people. Um, so they and they these guys were literally saying to a protester that was questioning why they're doing it. That asking them to stand with them, which has happened multiple times over the last couple of days, is the protesters are like, come stand with us. And they're like, no, nah, I want my money. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, um, it's kind of concerning because if people start quitting, they just offer them more money and then
0: they're back on the, on the lines. Sorry. Well, yeah, and as like you know, something that I've heard Tim Poole point out a lot lately is that you know when all the good cops quit, you know, quote unquote. I, you know, I'm 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 of the opinion that there isn't really necessarily good cops, and the idea that you know being a police officer is inherently immoral as it stands today, anyhow. But uh, regardless, you know, once, once the cops that you know actually care about your your rights um, quit due to everything that's happening right now then all you have left in there are the people that actually enjoy uh, trampling on your rights and think that they're doing it for the right reasons and that you know just kind of makes it even worse no so, ab-
1: it absolutely makes it worse um but what are you going to do there's no. nothing you can do yeah no, i mean yeah, especially really especially in australia here. there's nothing you can do we've resorted to throwing water bottles <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you've
1: I, I, seen the footage but water bottles are getting yeeted all the time it's hilarious
3: <laughs> yeah that that's one of those uh, those questions i have in the back of my mind that um i'm i'm a very big uh 2 A proponent um you know uh, they'll i'll be disarmed i'll be disarmed when i'm dead and pulseless at this <laughs> point um but it makes me wonder um I just can't help but beg the question, like, do you think that if Australia's Australians were still armed, that you would have these type of, uh, that you would have this much crackdown and push, um, pushing against your rights? Because watching, watching all of those videos, and I have someone, another person that sends me uh, clips all all the time from Australia, watching those, it blows my mind because it's like even, what, what I think about is every... Every revolution comes to a tipping point, right? And it's usually yes. it's usually not when the cops are out there, but it's when the military is deployed, right? And I, mm-hmm. you can think of like specifically the Russian revolution, right? Mm-hmm. Like the cops have no problems because they're the cops, right? But when the military is deployed to either put these people down in the streets. Like that's kind of the, that's the precipice of every revolution because either the military goes out there and blasts 10,000 people and things get really ugly or the military decides, well, actually we're on the side of the people down with the czar. Right. And it's, I'm curious, I'm watching this because uh, like Russians were armed and I'm really curious, like how does an unarmed revolution really go about like how do you how do you get to that point rush
1: cops and take their guns that's what it is (laughs) yeah no that's a that's a fair point (laughs) um well i've I've heard rumors uh, yeah in minecraft i've heard rumors (laughs) um, (laughs) i've heard rumors that the military have been put on standby but they're purely rumors um that is unconfirmed um but i wouldn't be surprised but this is the other thing is the protesters yesterday. I don't know if you guys have seen anything coming out from yesterday. Um, but they went to the Melbourne Shrine of Remembrance, which was set up for the ANZACs, who are the World War II and World War I veterans from Australia and New Zealand. So mm. ANZAC stands for uh, Australia and New Zealand Army Corps. Mm. Um, they... Um, they went to the war memorial which i i think was a genius move personally because no. what 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 does what does this represent right this represents the Anzac spirit the the idea that these people put their lives on a line so we could enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy today well
3: supposed to be enjoying them. alleged freedoms
1: alleged freedoms <laughs> so the the people went and they didn't attack the cops at all as far as i'm aware right they sat there they kneeled in front of them asking them to join them these guys in riot riot shields and armored body armor and armored trucks and ARs with orange fluo orange magazines full of rubber bullets because that's funny i guess it's orange magazines it looks goofy but um but think- yeah so they it's just
3: so you don't shoot. You don't actually load uh load real bullets into magazine, those things. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking that's like uh, the reason why that's, Yeah, that's funny exactly
1: though. why it looks so goofy because they have um, green rail covers as well. They must have. <laughs> they must have um, specific rifles for the rubber bullets.
2: Mm. Well, at least if state-sponsored uh, violence is going to come down on you, it's it's at least cu- cu- it up a bit for everyone. No, of course
1: it <laughs> makes it. It makes it um, more. More approachable for the general public.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's all PR. Just dress up your character in bright colors and be fine. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So um,
1: they the cops ended up um, shooting them in the back as they were running away with rubber bullets. Um, So that's good optics. The cops storming the Shrine of Remembrance, shooting protesters.
0: Yeah. So uh,
1: because that's exactly what the Anzacs died for—to have the police um violently suppress freedom of speech right love that that's that's perfect um and so I think,
0: had, I think you had told me um in in dms the other day that um the media is really making it out to seem like the protesters are coming down and and attacking the police and things that's exactly like that what it is yeah, yeah. but um, they don't they don't
1: mention so we'll, we'll um on saturday which is the, the footage of the old lady being pushed over and the, the guy belting the cops. Um, mm-hmm. That protest, um, they, it was pre-planned and they shut down the public transport system of Melbourne right, to stop that protest.
0: Yeah, Nothing says it's liberal democracy
1: like shutting down all the city's <laughs> public transport to stop freedom of speech. Right. All I, for your I love that good old up.
2: democratic uh, representation <laughs> when they do something you don't like, you got to shut the fuck up and go home. Exactly. <laughs> you, you can't, know, I did, you uh, can't have you say. <laughs> the, the media coverage of this, and I, I noticed it gets the typical Google treatment where if you go on Google, I was uh, trying to search kind of the impact of this on the Aboriginal population there in Australia. And what you get if you look on Google is the same article over and over on different sites that's been reposted. That's essentially yes. a, one paragraph saying how, yes, it's a concern and then 50 paragraphs justifying it and finding the three Aboriginal people that are 100% for lockdowns and quoting yeah. them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's this is, exactly right. So <laughs> this is a concept that we call the cathedral over here in the, mm. the libertarian yeah. community in the States, which is essentially this circling the wagons to get the state message out. Um, so I, I obviously it sounds like that is exactly what's going on over there, but I just wanted to, to touch on that and see y'all's perspective over there in Australia and, and how do y'all feel about this? Well, uh, they're, they're not as lazy
1: as the American media. Um, they actually write their own articles. They don't reuse it. So,
2: um,
1: <laughs> they're, they're, I guess you can give that to the Australian media. Not that they're actually uh, any good. Like I, I personally don't want to work in the Australian media at all. Um, purely because they are so contemptible. Like the media here is absolutely appalling. Um, was that was that article from the ABC?
2: Uh, let me see if I still got it pulled up around here somewhere.
1: I can always guarantee it was probably from the ABC, which is the uh, the state-funded media. Perfect. I, I, actually, I actually applied to them, right? And not one single question about journalism in the application <laughs> process, <laughs> the, the process. You want to know what the questions were? I bet you can guess. What are your political leanings? Uh, almost. Kind you- of. Do you like
3: the taste of rubber in the morning? <laughs> <laughs>
1: they were they were all identity questions. Jesus oh, Christ. Perfect. All of them. All of them. And the the last question was how does your identity and background benefit you in this role? I'm like, this has nothing to do with journalism.
2: Well, I think That's it is, to do it is really important that you have representation of every group when you're spouting state propaganda for everyone to buy. So <laughs> I can see where they're coming from. And you are correct. It, it is uh, from exactly where you thought it was.
1: Ah, see? I'm, see? I know I know the media here. I know exactly what what they write. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I what wanted to the, ask you – Oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Logan. Uh, so, I, um, Jack, I wanted to ask you, you know, in regards to how I was talking about the media, you know, kind of painting um, the protesters as being the ones that are out there, you know, getting violent. And when you do have, I mean, you know, even if uh, it, it doesn't matter who was starting it, there were there was some violence. Obviously, we were just, you know, applauding the guy that was knocking down like four <laughs> cops in that video. Um, but what do you think or, or what would you say um, to the idea that, these violent protests are actually going to sway public opinion against you, or, you know, against against your, your cause even further. Um, when you look at like Black Lives Matter, for instance, after George Floyd um, was was killed here in the States, uh, support for Black Lives Matter kind of skyrocketed immediately. And then as soon as we had all of these, uh, these riots and looting and, you know, whole cities practically burning down, um, their support, you know, did a complete 180. Um, Do you, are, are you concerned about that at all um, with these protests and Um, media covers them or because I can see sometimes
1: I I, I actually, no, I would have, I would have been concerned before the tradies stood up. Mm -hmm. Ah. So um, there's one thing you don't really do in this country to keep, keep the, the labor party, which is the left wing party, which all the tradies are the reason they're in power um Mm. and they're the ones that are currently leading the state uh yeah before the tradies stood up i would have said no there was there was no chance there's they will only slander them as far-right extremist rah 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 anti-vaccine blah 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 right
0: nazis no no, (laughs) yeah
1: so well that was what i was going to mention next uh so on monday monday so three days ago yeah they, uh, the tradies stood outside the CFMEU, which is the union, which is the construction, forestry, maritime, mining, and something else union. It's a mouthful. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> they just call it the CFMEU. Um,
0: Still a mouthful. <laughs> yes.
1: So this this is one of the biggest unions. Okay. And they, so the. I'm just trying to recount the video. So basically all the tradies had gotten the notice that they needed vaccination to work, mm. The which the union bosses bent the knee and agreed to. So all the tradies went to the union bosses and were like, you need to stand with us and march us down to parliament to represent us and get us our right to work back. They said one hour we will be back out the guy then went on to a radio station and released a press release calling them all neo-nazis and far right and then 90 minutes later still hadn't come out so they busted the door in the doors in they they decimated the front door and all the union bosses came out swinging that did not end well for them oh yeah that's right um, and,
0: and these are guys that are that are typically more left leaning. You said yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, very that's interesting. wild. The working class, if you would. Yeah, it's so, like
2: uh, trade unions up north here in the states. Yes, I think a yes. good facsimile.
0: Yeah. Right, and so is there a lot of uh, you know quote vaccine hesitancy um, amongst the tradies there? Um, is that? It's, it's is that not so much hesitancy.
1: That, they just don't want to get it to have to work.
0: Right. That's very, all it I mean, is. I guess what I'm saying, though, is that, you know, what what they call it here, they they say vaccine hesitancy is that, um, you know, people are afraid of, of the vaccine or, or, you know, whatever reason. Um, but a lot of people here have voluntarily gotten the vaccine. I mean, I think we're at mm-hmm. what above above 50 percent now. Um, so I would imagine a lot of, you know, trades workers that were more left leaning here would happily take the vaccine to uh, to keep working. So it's kind of interesting yeah, yeah. that it's a different dichotomy there. Yeah, it. It's,
1: I don't know if I would call it hesitancy. I don't know if I would call it that with with the tradies because, Mm -hmm. you know, they they just, their their work-life balance is get up in the morning, work until three, get off, get on the piss and then sleep and do the same the next day. And then the weekend, they're at the pub, right? Very, very simple life. Not a bad life. You know, they get decent Mm -hmm. money. But it's regimented. They have their routine and this has thrown a whole spanner in the works. First, you took away their their ability to have a punt and then you took away their ability to go to the pub and have a beer with the boys and then you took away their ability to work. So what else are they going to do?
0: Right. Right. Now, they, now
1: they, Yeah, exactly. So now they got two weeks off. What are they going to do? They're going to be in the city every day. And this is what they've been saying every day. And the police have gotten escalating, escalating all of their tactics every single day. So um, I don't think they'll use live ammunition, but I wouldn't put it past the Australian government. Don't put it past. It's really funny
3: that you bring up that video because I saw that one. And specifically the media coverage about it was absolutely atrocious. Uh, I tried to stay as involved in Australian politics because I'm really curious because I think you guys Mm. are kind of the, you guys are the canary in the coal mine. For the rest of quote unquote Western uh, democracies um, to see how this thing's really going to play out. But the media coverage was absolutely atrocious. The guy was was calling them man
1: babies. um, Oh, no. Oh, you want to know what the best part about that is? He's the ex-Labor leader. No way. Yep. He's the (laughs) ex-Labor leader. He's the ex-leader of the party that's meant to represent the unions man babies nazis these nazi man babies he is (laughs) union scum he is the epitome of union bosses he is a scumbag and he lost to the current prime minister that's how bad he is (laughs) (laughs) scott morrison is
2: a moron (laughs) that tends to be a way it goes don't ever have any kind of uh deitization of any leaders in your world whether it be a a government or a a union like you say there where yeah uh, just because you got rid of one oppressive force doesn't mean that handing over the ultimate power of government's gonna allow for a less oppressive person to take hold
1: yeah yeah exactly so this
2: i i could not believe
1: the rhetoric coming out of the union bosses so the, the first one that I mentioned was the, the Victorian secretary of the CFMEU, the one that called them, who went onto, onto the radio station. And then the secretary of the largest union in the country echoes the same thing. And then Bill Shorten comes out and says the same thing. No evidence, none at all. And all of the media runs with it. They're just like, oh, the protesters, the tradey protesters are all neo Nazis, right? Meanwhile, the tradies are on the Westgate Bridge singing horses from Daryl Braithwaite, and you don't see that on the news, do you? Yeah,
0: sure,
2: I don't
3: Darryl know who that is. But, yeah, uh... that reference is lost on me, sorry. Alright.
1: Um, <laughs> look look just you'll have to look up the song. You'll you'll see. But they were singing Seven Nation Army as well. Okay. Okay. Just <laughs> at the top of at top of the the longest bridge in Melbourne. They just walked up it. But they the, the reason that I don't believe this narrative is because the tradies were avoiding the cops the whole time, mm. the whole time, and the only times you would see people attack the cops were when they were they had they always had their faces covered and they were always wearing black.
0: Yeah, I actually saw a video of um, um, earlier the today talking uh, to someone. Yes, black. talking. And, yes, yeah. talking to somebody in black that had a black mask on, and yep. then it looked like yeah, and they were saying that it looked like he was a agent provocateur. Yeah, that's exactly we, what they are. Yeah, and we know full well that's been going on for for decades, if not longer. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. It wasn't their theories that the the Jan Six was was done by um agent provocateurs, the guys that broke oh, the absolutely. windows.
0: I think. I mean, I think like <laughs> every every big event like that has at least a ha- you know a handful of them in there, yeah. and you know. T- you never know how much involvement is really necessary. I mean, some of it could have, could have evolved naturally and, and uh, there was no need for them to be there, but I, I definitely think like, you, you know, you had an, um, uh, what is it? Minneapolis last year. No. Uh, was it Minneapolis? Where did George Floyd die? yeah it was minneapolis yeah minneapolis Minneapolis. okay (laughs) i'm like i'm second guessing myself here um when you have that auto zone and that fucking um the guy that like Uh, just smashing windows yeah everybody's (laughs) pretty sure he's a cop but of course the cops are like no no no, we know where he was at that day that definitely wasn't him like yeah we're gonna fucking believe you bro (laughs) it's it's (laughs) like the the
1: whole meme fbi investigates fbi finds fbi did nothing wrong (laughs)
2: exactly yeah we we just had (laughs) a uh anniversary is not the right word because it hasn't been a year yet but they had a a regrouping to like support the actions on January 6th. <laughs> it was and the that justice was, uh, for January 6th. Yeah, there you go. And that was kind of what the, the joke was. You see a lot of young Caucasian men out there with military haircuts and sunglasses on, uh, yeah. and they're holding the Gat- Gatlin flag acting like they're part of this protest. But, mm. uh, there was one arrest made that day and it turned out to be an undercover federal agent. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nice. <laughs> I mean, really that, that's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's been the, uh, the <laughs> meme, uh, going around in the States right now is just pictures of those guys. Uh, in fact, there was a separate por- protest. It's hard to tell from these pictures far out, but they were claiming yeah. that it's the exact same four guys in the picture at this other protest where some crazy stuff went down. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. wouldn't shock <sighs> me one bit.
1: No. And I've been, I've been on a tirade recently against the, uh, the police and people who support them here. And, Journalists who refuse to report accurately. I saw one journalist from Channel Nine post a screenshot of a person, um, what looked like throwing a Roman salute, right? But it was a screenshot, no video, nothing, no context, nothing like that. So I am like, "Well, here is a photo of ex Prime Minister Julia Gillard doing the same thing. Must be a Nazi, <laughs> right?
0: Right. <laughs>
1: right? So it's it's just I am, and I've been I've been going at them. I am like, you are a journalist. Do better, like that's that's all it is. Like, um, there was one one journalist I saw um, post a, a photo of a person who was like, most of the protesters are tradie, but this guy says he's a part of the neo-Nazi group, the Proud Boys. I'm like, the Proud Boys are not neo-Nazis. Stop this. You're they're worse than
3: chauvinist all right like yeah right get
0: your terminology right <laughs> wasn't the leader like puerto rican or something the fuck he was, he was a fed <laughs> he was Fed, <a laughs> that <right>. too. <laughs> that's right but still, again Back to the point, point, point stands
1: <laughs> i heard about that and then he got arrested for what for for having two magazines in dc and got jail time? yeah thanks that for was
3: that was added. their way of squirreling him away <laughs> you know it's like all right yeah, your yeah, your yeah, undercover yeah. work is done We'll arrest you and job yeah. well done.
2: I was, I was just going to ask. I know that surveillance bill, obviously, it seems like it's focused more on kind of uh, uh, bringing in the freedom of speech and not allowing everyone to, to speak out against the government. Oh, that's exactly uh, whereas our own Patriot Act, there's a lot more language in it. Uh, and maybe I just haven't gotten to that piece of the, the legislation mm. over there on y'all side. But uh, it basically gave our executive branch in this country the the right to throw you in prison on terrorist charges and and never yeah. give you a trial date. Uh, with no warrant, no no evidence, nothing. I and I'm yeah. worried that's you know where all of this kind of goes is just giving the authority uh, that is in power currently the ability to just completely lock down anybody that has anything to say otherwise.
1: Yeah, this is kind of interesting. I'm just trying to get up the Biosecurity Act because I was going to talk to this talk to you guys about this. It looks like they've removed it from the federal register. Hmm. Which is kind of interesting. Well, is- anyway, the Biosecurity Act, um, the Biosecurity Act is basically giving a biosecurity agent the ability to isolate or um, lock down any one person for any reason, even if they're not sick. They just have to say, oh, they're sick or they're a risk of being sick mm. and they can mm. um, lock you in your house. And if you refuse, they send you off to your concentration camps at their building. Yep. So you heard about that.
2: Yes, and that is horrifying because that that's been... exactly the the issue we have with ours. Is there's all this language in there that's a little just vague enough that they can basically yeah. just use the magic word. We're here. Ours was spurred on by nine eleven, so terrorism's the the hot word. But yeah, it seems like over there it, it could easily be COVID. You know, that, hey, it's this guy's sick. We got to lock him yeah. away and not listen to his opinion anymore.
0: Yeah, and um, so Jack, you brought up the uh, the concentration camps. That's been on my mind. I've been uh, I've been wanting to, to ask you about that. So. What do you know about these camps that they're building? Um, I, know,
1: I know that they keep saying that they're just quarantine facilities, but they sure look like concentration camps.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Calm. <down. laughs> they're not con- They're they're just <laughs> they're temporary and let's relocation not... <laughs> camps. All right, yeah. come on, Relocatable guys.
2: Relocatable camps.
3: Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. not they're ignore the uh, the positives of this
2: either. I mean, we know much like in our country, we have a large amount of incarcerated African Americans <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to an unfair amount, and and you guys have a similar issue with the aboriginal camps maybe this is just an attempt to make sure that an equal amount of caucasians go to prison ah uh, <laughs> equality <laughs> fuck yeah true equality <laughs> equality in <and> slavery <laughs> hey everybody is equal that's that uh, can't argue that point <laughs> yeah um
1: as as far as i'm aware well i i keep calling them concentration camps and i keep call, i keep uh going pretty hard at the the current labor leader who keeps calling for them um, which is very frustrating seeing the national leader of the major, one of the major parties calling for a faster build of these concentration camps, which have not been specified to be only for the sick, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of vague um, information about this where we're really not sure what's going to happen. But I can almost guarantee, because I think, it, I think it's this biosecurity act as well, they are categorizing people. They mm-hmm. are categorizing them into unvaccinated and the vaccinated, and they are treating people differently based on that classification. Oh, well, this will fi- be just fine. No, it will there's, be fine. It's there's, literally, there's literally nothing
3: to worry about. All right. As somebody who studied history, that every time that you start gearing up rhetoric against a certain population, when you start labeling them and you build camps, nothing bad ever happens. We all go about our merry way. You're a conspiracy theorist. You guys are a bunch of nut jobs. This is all <laughs> going uh, right. to Have but we come
2: Matt, up with this... a state friendly uh, positive term for apartheid state yet? Or is that something we still do? <laughs> Well, <laughs> but what uh, you guys was... are missing
0: here, <laughs> what you guys are missing here, is that you can just get vaccinated. So it's not like being born. Um, you know, black and and being a slave or being born a Jew and being thrown, you know, in a concentration camp in a 1940s Germany, you uh, you can just get vaccinated, bro. You had a choice. You you did this to yourself. And I I mean, that's like (laughs) that's the most
3: frightening thing about all of that rhetoric is when you when you give people that false choice. Right. Because like what happened? You know, I believe in bodily autonomy 100 percent and nobody should ever tell you what to do with your body. And so when you. When You're going to demonize half of the population. Um, I, well, real quick, what's the vaccination rate in Australia? Uh, it's very low, okay? Gotcha. So, when you demonize more than half of the population, um, and you tell them, well, you could have avoided this if you would have just got vaccinated. I mean, oh, well, that, yeah, that's what they're going with. Um, dangerous, yeah. I
1: didn't know, yeah, clips that's, I, I had saying watched you with all to so you suffer. Right. That's basically what they're saying. Yeah, it's all um, we
2: we want this to be over too, guys. It's y'all just need to step in line and do every single exactly thing you're told by is. your rulers.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And the the rhetoric coming out of the the Victorian government is these people are the ones putting your health in at risk. And mm-hmm. all the the Facebook boomers are parroting this this talking point, and so is the media. And there was one journalist that I saw just to continue on this trend of harping on journalists um, <laughs> that was like. Uh, regarding the shutdown of public transport to squash the protests, the headline was like, uh, the protesters are the reason that you are inconvenienced today. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll try and find it because the headline was just unbelievable. And this this fucking journalist... This is well, just, I mean,
0: it's very divisive language that, you know, seems like it's intentionally trying to hmm. stir up, you know, hatred amongst, uh, you know, people that uh, amongst the vaccinated against the unvaccinated, which, of course, they're doing here in the States as well. That's,
1: yeah, that's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, Go 100%. Ahead, oh, I, well, I was going to say that uh, you know, because
3: I am such a history dork, you know, it's like modern modern mass communication, which is essentially what journalism is now, um, what It's At least in the state side, we modeled that after the propaganda machine that came out of Nazi Germany, like Joseph Goebbels is is held as like the founder of modern mass communication. And so the fact that Western media, specifically American journalism, because I wanted to, um, I, I toyed with journalism. So I took a couple of classes in college and, you know, that was that was kind of eye opening for me when the teacher is the very first thing, it's like, yeah, we base our techniques off propaganda. It's like, okay, well, this is great. Um, (laughs) But when you, but when you have this propaganda machine that's, that's gearing people towards hatred, like I don't, I I don't understand how many people don't understand, like don't get that and don't see it. And also it's like one of those things, like I have to say um, because I need to be more vocal about this because I think it's important to have people on both sides of the issue speak out against it. I did get my vaccination. Yes, Um, You know, it's um, I have weak lungs. Logan can attest to that. I hacked and coughed for like 20 minutes yesterday as I was looking for my, my rescue inhaler. Um, So even at best, if it's a therapeutic, it made sense for me to get it. Now, with that being said, If anybody doesn't want to get it, I will stand with them 100%, their body, their choice. And the fact that there is, that the rhetoric is, oh, well, it's the unvaccinated that are are causing your health risk. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, like, isn't... So you're telling me, so like the analogy that I always think about, is like, I also have allergies too. I'm just kind of a sick person, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, I took a Claritin today, but unfortunately my Claritin's not going to work because you didn't take your Claritin
1: either. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And I don't know if they've been using this language in the States. I swear I did hear them say this, but the Victorian premier called it the vaccinated, uh, the, the um, pandemic of the unvaccinated. Nope. That's here in the here States.
0: States. Yep. absolutely that's
1: here as well which is kind of it's kind of funny because it's kind of like the build back better thing that it keeps being reused across the world it's it's really crazy anyway i found that i found this um this front page of the herald sun right just to give you an idea of how they cover it it says it's got a picture of them on the west gate all the the tradies and stuff walking through cars it says melbourne under siege anarchy (laughs) innocent people trapped terrified as lawless high-vis mob takes over city i'm like anarchy sounds pretty good
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you um do you have a large like black lives matter um or antifa presence there in they, australia they, they try well no all their <laughs> black people are stuck hearts. out in
3: the in the uh, sticks dunk i don't know if you're very familiar but all their black people are out in the bush where nobody cares yeah
1: basically i don't don't know how much you guys know about what happened to the aboriginals but it's pretty fucked up it's ugly (laughs) Uh, like they they full uh the british pretty much decimated their population so if you if you look up a map an aboriginal map of australia right Mm. it's it's just tiny tiny groups all across the country like there's hundreds of them and they all have different languages different customs different whatever and the british came here and shoved them all together and what the different cultures do they fight right because that worked out so well yeah so they they were fighting between each other and then the british come in uh i think it was early or late uh 19th century and early 20th century um they come in and they're like hey we're gonna civilize you savages and give (laughs) the take the black children from aboriginals and put them with the civilized Mm -hmm. white families um, so that was full eugenics thanks mm-hmm. thanks, England
3: we did the same to our native
1: population yeah. here yeah it sounds pretty familiar yeah so the they reason- did that and then now now 3% of the population is aboriginal and they're pretty much all in um, alcohol free well a, a large majority of them anyway are either in, in jail or in alcohol free communes basically
0: where they belong I'm just kidding <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was too easy, <laughs> Matt. You're the only one on this podcast that's allowed to say that. So, <laughs> I was going to ask too when when it comes to the
2: Aboriginal population because we're pushing up on this right now, where the far left in our countries kind of who's behind mandating vaccinations, yeah, uh, and the problem they're running up against is one of our largest percentage. Wise populations that's unvaccinated are the African American population African-American, uh, because yeah. we've done a, a really good job in our history in this country of carrying out medical experiments on them uh, in the past. So they're a little bit skeptical. If you could uh, imagine, for some reason, they they failed to come back around and trust their government. It was just
3: treatment, Logan. Treatment.
2: <laughs> you'll see how this uh, syphilis treats the rest of your body that we inject into <laughs> you. Uh, but I wonder what is, and I don't know if they even have numbers on on a small population it is, but. Are, Does the Aboriginal population seem to be skeptical of getting the vaccine? Is it something that's a a really low percentage? Do they even have COVID? That's the next question. Honestly,
1: we haven't heard much about it. They've been very quiet on this front. Um, So I'm I'm actually not sure.
0: The reason I was asking about um, Black Lives Matter and Antifa earlier is just because, you know, when you're talking about... um, Australia under siege by these Nazis or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if y'all had any similar you know, protests or riots or things last year in response to what was going on here in the States with George Floyd and uh, some of the other people that were killed well, by the police. We, I know that we
1: did have some black lives matter protests, uh, like every country in the world at that time. Um, right. the, and they, they try and spit. See the thing about Australia is they we've lost our culture. Like, the the australian culture doesn't exist anymore we are america light everything here that like there's no grassroots movements there's nothing like that they always like black lives matter has no grounding here in the country but for Bro. some reason they still use the slogan like they talk about the same problems like uh, deaths in custody right it was like 3 mm. right which is like unacceptable three whole people three whole people it was like three aboriginal people i think but they and that's that's taking away from the fact that there have been gross mistreatment of aboriginal children in juvenile prisons um like they mm-hmm. they put these spit masks on them which they're it's basically a helmet it's basically a bucket that they tape around their head um and then they trap they strap them into these what look like torture devices it's super fucked up yeah.
3: In um, the Hannibal Lecter treatment. <laughs> it's glad to know that you yeah. guys
2: hate black people as much as America does. Yeah, really are America light. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, the,
1: the one thing that I really, really hate is when people people compare Australia to America. Like the the gun violence is one thing. Like the the, the people are always like, oh, but we don't have gun violence. I'm like, there was a mass shooting in twenty nineteen in darwin like nobody heard about that <laughs> yeah, court, right? um, and then the because before before the guns got banned there were seven mass shootings in the 20 years following in the 20 years mm. sorry the 20 years before 20 years following there were about eight <laughs> so it did nothing
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well why no. would they report that they, they already got all the guns there's no That's motivation exactly right. now <laughs> no. They, they got the legislation they wanted through
1: yeah that's that's exactly right so it's it's very it's very suspicious and very um disconcerting that people can't think for themselves they have to borrow uh outrage from other countries like there are genuine issues within the aboriginal community like we we as a country treat them like shit which is unacceptable like i and i I pissed a couple people off in my group chat um because i'm like if we become a republic we should make the australian national flag the aboriginal flag i'm like fuck you i don't, I don't care if this makes you angry that should be like there, there's no reason that it shouldn't be because the british fucked them over that bad
3: it's like right. whoa 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 don't go that far partner you know? <laughs> it's like <laughs> settle
0: down there <laughs> i've yeah, always so said that, here in the I states a few people Yeah, I believe it. I've always said here in the States, like, you know, if, if we were to, to achieve like a real stateless society, I would be absolutely fine with, um, you know, the property that the state quote unquote owns right now, um, being given back to the native Americans and perhaps to, uh, you know, people of color and and things as well that have been mistreated throughout history, um, in this country. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 down, I'm down with that. So. That's an interesting thought on.
2: That is a really interesting thought on uh, on uh, what's the word I'm looking for for given reparations, reparations, uh, because it tends to get pointed to as the as we've talked about many times in the past, where this kind of new woke ideology seems to be a smokescreen to get the focus off of where the actual oppression came from, which of course well, was the U.S. government rolling military into the The into woke these
1: places. people are statists. it's as simple as that they are not and this i say this all the time and people are probably going to get angry at me but i swear to god anarcho-communists don't exist like, they don't
2: exist. I, You know, I'm with you there. I talked to anarcho communists online here and there, and They're I just I still can't seem to wrap my head around <laughs> the concept. I'm like, so you are an anarchist that thinks the government should have all the control of the money. No, no, no. We the people would have the control of the money. But somebody's got to distribute it, and it seems like it's not going to get distributed fairly to me. Uh, but yeah, I think that's really interesting that that's a very similar thing that you're seeing in your country where they, yeah. they use this woke thing so that you don't actually – look at. And, and the answer is, well, the your white neighbor is the one you should seek reparations off of. When your yeah. white neighbor, his grandfather might have been from a different country. He may be like me, who we have no idea three generations away where yeah. our family lineage came from, or if we were even in the States at that time, if we were slave owners, if we lived up north. And yet, when you really look at it, who were the people who took all this land and murdered all these people? It was the government that's in place right now that they're clamoring to give more power to to solve this problem goddamn
1: british
0: (laughs) (laughs) the goddamn british uh, matt and logan um do you guys have any other specific questions you wanted to ask jack before we start wrapping up here let's see here logan do you have one um
2: i just was curious about uh just the expansion so we've and, and what I've kind of correlated a lot of this COVID stuff to be the lockdowns around it and such is you'll notice that they have some, uh, quote unquote, essential businesses that do stay open. Now, oh, all those man, essential businesses are owned by the Walmart <laughs> family, the Bezos family and Google, of course, and, and yes. the 1% gets uh, gets more powerful. So I, I wonder if that's not the overarching kind of new world government view where all these governments have decided at the same time that this COVID is so serious that we need to lock everything down and seem to it's funnel all surf-dom. the money from 1%'s hands. It's uh, serfdom is what it
1: is. It's it's creating an underclass. They're creating feudalism again. It's literally what it is. It's market interference research. feudalism. <laughs> so it's great reset. Um, well, yeah, it basically is. That's exactly what they wanted. The World Economic Forum tried to scrub that from the internet, but we all saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I ordered the book. Saw that.
3: I have the book. Um, I got it in print, so you can't take that one away. <laughs>
1: It actually says Great Reset. Yeah, yeah no,
3: there was, there was a book oh, uh, published amazing. by Klaus Schwab, <laughs> and I can't remember who the co-author was, but it was it was, it was literally called The Great Reset on the title. Oh, no. um, and it talked about how, how COVID-19 provides an, an exceptional opportunity to revamp yeah. capitalism and make it a more equitable system for all See, who play. That's,
1: that's the language that I hate because equity is not equal. It's true. Equity is oh. inherently unequal. It's, it's unequal, whatever the word is. Um, it, it, it is inherently, it inherently favors others over others, which is exactly what they don't want, apparently. But they're implementing it. And this is why um, anyone that says, this is uh, anyone that uses the, the ACAB hashtag, right, that claims to be um anarcho communist. They almost always are against the police, unless the police are hitting their enemies, <laughs> and then they're pro, then they're pro police. So really, they're pro state as long as the state does their bidding, which yep. that's basically the same as everyone, literally everyone, except for a handful of libertarians and I guess anarchists, actual anarchists.
2: Yeah, it's amazing to see that. that, and, and we've seen this. Uh, we're about to see the saga continue in this country so obama's legacy in in at least libertarians minds is the consolidation of executive powers and the surveillance state and the ability to throw you in prison based on terrorist charges without any proof yeah. of it uh and then when you talk to a leftist during that era in 2009 and and said that you had these problems with it the answer is always well yeah but chocolate jesus would never use those things for evil obama's this great <laughs> person And the retort to that is always, well, you don't know who the next president is. What if it's somebody you hate? And then we got Donald Trump, the terrible evil orange goblin, and it it made leftist heads explode in this country. Uh, And the great irony of that is now we're passing all this domestic terrorism stuff uh, under Biden with a lot of, of course, vague language that's going to allow them basically to arrest anybody that they deem to be an arrest. uh, uh, Domestic terrorist, which, of course, will be just anybody against the state itself.
1: It's anybody Uh, that uses the Gadsden flag. That's obviously yeah. domestic terrorism, <laughs> right. you know. There's no right root in the American Revolution in the Gadsden flag at all. <laughs> it's it's literally a neo-Nazi symbol.
2: Right, right. <laughs> but my favorite part of that is uh, I'm pretty sure that we're looking at another presidency run from Mr. Trump in 2024. So all of that I, same legislation I is going to go so right back well. to Donald Trump.
1: Yep, I think so as well. I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's even going to get close. I think that if uh, Dave Smith does good enough in the the run-up in the next couple of years we might actually see people think about voting for the libertarian party okay. can i just well, can you i just mention, get my faith.
2: hopes up like that you you have can uh, i just faith mention faith how amazing
1: <laughs> i just mention how amazing it would be to have michael malice as the press secretary oh, oh <laughs> my god
0: absolutely absolutely he yeah i think would I-
1: slaughter them
0: I, oh. think we're, we're I, th- all I think we're. I think that's fans the of, uh,
2: uh, that's the end of all the questions I had because all the blood just went to my penis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we're all fans of Dave Smith and Michael Malice here, but I will say, Jack, that um, I, I think uh, Logan and Matt and I all kind of share in this that we definitely don't have that same uh, uh, white pill when it comes to the possibility of, of Dave Smith twenty twenty four actually
1: happening. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No. I mean, it's, I'm, it's I'm absolutely sure.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely going to, you know, put my name out there for him and everything and um and and you know, you can call me a fucking status if you want because I'm going <laughs> to vote for a president, but you know what, like good better best like like listen listen to the shit that he's saying and, and imagine you know what i mean like it, the, the thing is too it's not even really about him getting getting the presidency we don't have any grand uh you know illusions that that's going to happen no um, but it's more so just going on this campaign like ron paul did in 20 uh, you know 2008 and 2012 yeah it's, it's and hearts bringing, and minds yeah exactly 100 percent.
1: and even even if it doesn't go anywhere if it sways a large chunk away from the major parties that's good thing that's right because the the problem the biggest problem in australia is um so i was going to mention this as well There was another piece of legislation that was passed um very recently that basically so they called it um it it was like a a, a, um, a party reform bill so it Amends the minimum number of required members for a new party to qualify for federal politics from 500 to 1,500. Now, that might not sound like a lot, but this is a country of 25 million people, and uh, most most people are registered to the major parties. So, this this is multiplying the minimum requirement by three for a brand new party to qualify. I think they have three months to get 1,500 members.
3: You know what's really interesting about that is that um, – and I this has not passed in America, but uh, House Bill 1 and Senate Bill 1, which is the um, America Act. I can't – it's, it's all about – like, like that the voting, voting fortification rights. one? Yep, yep, that one, that one. In <laughs> in that voting bill, right, so we need to fortify our elections and make sure that everybody mm-hmm. has a fair shot. There was actually increase uh, increases on um, third-party candidates – And they they upped them as well. And so I think what's what's most fascinating about this conversation is seeing how um, a country literally halfway across the world <coughs> is is doing the exact same thing, right? You guys are um you guys are making it harder for third party candidates to hop mm. in. You guys are, you know, it, it's it's crazy, which I, I really try hard not to like wear my tinfoil hat all of the time. <laughs> but the but, Great but,
0: Reset. <laughs> but when things like this
3: happen, it's like across the board, you know, it's like um it's yeah. really hard Not to put on my tinfoil hat and be like, guys, this is, this is big. This is oddly suspicious. Um, Mm. And this needs to be frustrated with all nonviolent, with all nonviolent efforts because, Unfortunately, I, am, I, I do believe in the non-aggression principle. It's, it's wrong to hit kids and take their stuff. But at the same time, I firmly believe in my right to self-defense. And what, what I'm afraid of is that this is going to keep boiling up, boiling up, boiling up. And we are going to act in self-defense in Minecraft, of course. And they're going to look at us as the <laughs> evil aggressor. And it's like no 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 I didn't do I didn't do this. I tried to live my life peacefully. I wanted to be left alone in the mountains and ride my ride my bicycle and go ride my motorbike in the national forest and ski and and make music and play video games. I was trying to live a peaceful life, but you guys wouldn't let me.
1: Well, that's, that's exactly right. And this is what I was trying to say before that I didn't quite get out about the protests on Saturday, is these people just wanted to have their say. They would have come in, they would have had their little march, they would have had, had their little thing to say, and then they would have fucked off. But the cops decided to uh, shut down the city and choose violence, and they got violence in response. So it's, it's like, if the cops just weren't there, nothing would happen. Literally nothing would happen. It's, it's heavy-handed tactics for no reason like and i've been saying this for a while um but as far as i'm concerned the premier of victoria is illegitimate he's ceded his authority he's broken the social contract as far as i'm concerned he's an illegitimate sitting uh premier and as 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 goes for the prime minister as well scott morrison abandoned his duties over the last 6 months he fucked up the the vaccine rollout right we have Pfizer and and AstraZeneca I think and that's it because that's that's how bad they they messed it up. So even people who want to get it can't get it. So it's, it's r- um the whole thing has been What a great dichotomy trigger. that you're not
2: allowed to uh be a free person without the vaccine and also we don't have any vaccines available.
1: That's exactly right. And this is what people are saying and now they're bringing in this categorization thing of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Now the unvaccinated are going to be uh disproportionately uh i guess you could call it um uh sent to
3: concentration camps
1: not not yeah. so much but uh, discriminated against right yeah you're not going to yeah. be able to go out to restaurants you can't go to the gyms right but it's for your health so as far as i'm concerned both of them are illegitimate and they've breached the the social contract that we've we signed when we voted like they they are not listening to us, which is why people are on the street protesting, which is why people are yeah. willing to stand up to heavily armed riot police to tell them to fuck
0: off.
2: Yeah, so I've, really it's, always said that. And I, I've come around to the view that it's always illegitimate, that you're never going to have somebody that has your own interest in mind. They're always mm-hmm. going to prioritize, even if you do get somebody who is a, a morally upstanding person, if they're put in a squeeze and they have to choose their family's well-being over the general populations, they're sure as hell going to choose the people that are closest to them.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, and this is the thing that people don't understand. And I, th- I think Tim Poole harps on this a lot is the the tree and the shade metaphor. He he uses this a lot, where he's like, um,
3: "Society flourishes when old men plant trees under which shade they'll never sit."
1: That's the one. Yeah. So he he harps on no. that a lot, and I, I truly believe that that is one of the best metaphors that you could you could use to, uh, I guess, disrupt this idea that being selfish and it's not a good type of selfish either where you get your own shit in order right it's it's the bad selfish where it's like i want to survive because i need to survive it's nothing it's nothing to do with anyone else like here in australia people are so supportive of lockdowns that they're willing to blame protesters for spreading covid even though no protesters spread covid so far like it's it's their their fear and i had someone say to me the other day I had I'll see. If, I think it was recently. I'll see if I can find the tweet. Um, but they basically said, um, "Your rights end where my right to safety begins." I am like, "Bitch, that's not how it works."
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, or like,
1: it's um, your, I think she said, "Your rights end when where my rights begin." I am like, "Bitch, no, no, that's not how it works." If you, if, if my rights end where your rights begin, then yours end where my begin, and they don't exist.
3: <laughs> That's <Quite> a good <laughs> way to look at it. That's a, yeah, I mean, I can get behind like the whole that, because um, I'm a huge opponent, I'm a huge proponent, sorry, proponent of negative <laughs> rights, like the only rights that we have, no, just sorry, fascist, Matt, no, no rights matter, no lives matter. Um, but uh, I'm a big proponent of like negative rights, right? Like I have the right not to be murdered today. I have the right not to have my stuff stolen. I have the right not to be falsely imprisoned. I have the right to, you know, I have these negative rights. And the question that I've always, I've been begging people to consider uh, in this whole pandemic thing is do you have the negative right to not get sick in public? Because the way that I look at it, I look at it the same way that uh, the right to privacy. I have zero expectation of privacy in public. If in I public, want to be private, yeah. I will stay in my house. If I go out in public, everything that I say, I have to assume that people are eavesdropping, I have to assume that people are recording. I have no expectation of privacy when I am out in the public. So, why would I have any expectation of not getting sick? When i'm out in the public we've never been able to guarantee that in any yeah, yeah, other yeah. in any other fashion and so i don't understand how how the the, the light or how, how how it's shifted to where now it's like now you have the the right not to get sick if you go out in the public it's like if you don't want to get sick stay home simply that's like exactly that.
1: right that's exactly right and this is what i've been saying i'm like just because you're scared and the, this this fascinating thing where the young are sacrificing to protect the old Mm -hmm. what is is this what what is happening like that's not how society works are we going completely against human nature yes on on this and why because the government says so it doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense and it boggles my mind that people can be so okay with this
2: it's amazing too to see people justify the uh backing of state policies when it comes to civil rights when every single historical example of civil rights have been ripped away from government control
1: Yes. And my my favorite thing is people trying to force the vaccine on others and then the the right wings adopted my body, my choice. (laughs) That's my favorite thing that's happened so far. Um, The other thing is I'm pretty sure Roe v. Wade protects medical privacy, which means they're going to have to repeal Roe v. Wade to Mm -hmm. be able to implement um, vaccine passports properly. (laughs)
3: Which interestingly enough, um, there is a direct challenge, which is heading to the Supreme Court. The Mississippi abortion ban um, Mm. is heading to the Supreme Court. So uh, we're now about to see a 6-3 conservative uh, court. Decide the fate of women's rights and possibly overturn. I don't know if it's going to be overturned. Right, I don't don't study. I don't study constitutional um, law in nearly in that uh, nearly in as much depth to have an opinion. But I think it is interesting that that is. Uh, directly going to challenge and so i know that dunk was trying to wrap this up and uh, logan got his question so i'm going to get mine um and you've already been touching on it i think no, it's really it's too late, matt oh <laughs> shucks. <laughs> <laughs> shuck, shuck, shucks well next time um just just real quick um and you've already touched on it so you can just keep expanding my question was what is the general the feel of the pull of the population, right? Because in the States, man, people, if you leave them alone, they're happy to turn a blind eye to the oppression uh, of, of you know, quote unquote, any anybody, right? The minorities, if it comes yeah. to police violence, now we're seeing it in widespread uh towards the unvaccinated, it blows my mind. There's a lot of people that I know in my life, hush up dog, no one asked you. um, there's There's a lot of people in my life that I would have thought pretty harmless prior to the pandemic but what they say on facebook and twitter and, and Instagram, they malicious they they are more than happy to have the mm. unvaccinated purged from society and yeah. to me mm-hmm. that like that is and it's like whoa 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 i thought you guys were npcs you know um mm. but now it's they now are you...
1: that's the npc opinion <laughs> yeah
3: maybe maybe that's it and so i guess the question is like what's the 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 population seems just to be okay with this as long as Uh, as long as they can go on i can go to my job i can put gas i can put food on my table
1: yes yes so my uh my mom is is like this i've been trying to red pill her and every every for the last 18 months she comes back to me like every month she's like you know that thing you said it happened you're right (laughs) so that's that's kind of funny but you don't
0: say mom (laughs) (laughs) well
1: i'm always right i'm like alex jones (laughs) <laughs> the frogs are gay. But, but like the the whole the whole attitude of the state. Like I've I've been trying to get the gyms in my local area to defy and open and none of them will. Mm. Even the even the gym in my local area run by bikies refuse to open. So what what does that say if the bikies are scared to open? Like
2: what like, racial group like, is bikies and y'all jargon? Uh,
1: white, <laughs> I'm I <guess>. just kidding.
2: <laughs> no, I, what are bikies though? I'm not familiar with oh, that. Like, much.
1: like the Hell's Angels and shit.
2: That's what I probably okay. It was. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but that's Whoa. that's the general that's the general uh, feel in Australia is the people are more than happy to let the government have all this control. Like they they passed this thing called the Online Safety Bill, which was to, uh, in quotations, protect the children. Um, and punish people for whatever, right? Whatever they, they deem fit to use it for, but really it's attacking freedom of speech online because it says uh, it's very vague. Like I don't have the exact uh, wording of it. I can, I can send a video to you that describes it, but basically it's, um, it's attacking this idea of offense from the reasonable person. Now, I don't know, but between you and me, what the fuck is a reasonable person? Because yeah, the average person yeah. is not a reasonable person. They're very <laughs> yeah, irrational. Yeah. They're very would- emotional based. Like they're not rational at all. <laughs> so this this idea of a rational adult, what a rational adult finds finds offensive is so vague that it doesn't make any sense why that would be passed. So that was one thing. And then they've they've also passed this identify and disrupt bill which I'm sure you've heard about this one, which was apparently to address gaps in current legislation around child trafficking, terrorism, and whatnot. So basically, this is the one that gives the police the power to take over your social media accounts and Mm. monitor everything that you do. So it gives them three new powers, one being data disruption warrants to enable the Australian Federal Police and the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission, so basically the CIA and the FBI. Um, to disrupt data by modifying,
3: Mm -hmm. adding,
1: copying, or deleting in order to frustrate the commission of serious offenses online. So they can modify and add anything to anything that you've said, Mm -hmm. right? So that's great. Uh, The network activity warrants to allow agencies to collect intelligence on serious criminal activity being conducted by criminal networks. And they can account takeover warrants to provide the, the Australian Federal Police and the ACIC with the ability to take control of a person's online account for purposes of gather, gathering evidence for further prim, criminal investigation. Now, if they can take over your account and they're allowed to add or modify anything, that pretty much is a free pass to plant evidence. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah, so, uh,
1: yeah, get me the fuck out, please.
3: <laughs>
1: whoa, whoa whoa jack jack i hey, if, you, if you're not a criminal a
3: oh, hold if you're not a criminal you have nothing to worry about right yeah, that's that's what i say right? nothing nothing you know you're a
1: law-abiding citizen uh, they, they, would ne- would they, they would never they would never abuse yeah, yeah. those powers no never especially
2: not when i'm calling the police terrorists <laughs> <laughs> so. well, if you're really looking to get out of there we would with open arms invite anybody who wants to come to texas it's not from california we're just trying to break those numbers up a little bit I've, i would <laughs> rather absolutely. be in california
1: than australia right now Ooh, that's
2: no, saying no, something that's really saying <laughs> something
0: <laughs> but, i was gonna say i, I
2: actually yeah. do have it pulled up what you were referencing earlier and and of course what they lead with is child exploitation and terrorism which yeah. is hard to argue against anybody who hears that exactly. it's like absolutely we should crack down on that but what do they sneaking in the back end they have uh Punishable offenses for any quote serious commonwealth offense, which is just vague enough that it can be anything the fuck the government wants it to be. Yep. And they cite no. things like uh, uh, acts of piracy because we definitely need to have a giant surveillance state that makes sure nobody's stealing music online. That's very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh bankruptcy and company violations so if you you take money away from one of these large corporations that runs your government that'll also get you thrown in prison forever of course and tax evasion because we know the most important thing is the government gets their money and i would venture to say that most of the arrests that are going to come from this are probably going to be related to those things if yep. not with planted evidence on top of it so that they can justify the uh, the child exploitation
1: of course and that's that's basically what's going to happen so ba- this this country is is going downhill Oof. very fast the other thing that they uh the um the new party registration uh, thing that I mentioned uh, before, they're also banning names that are similar to parties that already exist. So we have uh, the liberal party, right? Which is the right wing party, which doesn't make any sense. I know. Um, (laughs) Because liberal is not right wing. I would uh, venture
2: to say that that's a bastardization (laughs) of that term in America because liberal (laughs) tend to refer to markets up until America decided it meant, uh, you know, Um, so
1: only but our libertarian party is called the liberal democrats oh Um, i can't fly (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they're basically going to get screwed on this and have to change their name which will hurt their their uh party membership and all of that as well so Mm. i feel like that's that's a direct attack on third parties that they know are going to get votes this time because because of their actions so this this was bipartisan over the greens the labor and liberal parties this was bipartisanly passed so what does that tell you because it's, it's just
3: a big purple mess yeah that's the that's the thing right because all of the worst things in our country are bipartisan massive spending is bipartisan the war on terror is bipartisan the war on drugs is bipartisan anything that is bad for this country and the rest of the world is bipartisan
2: yeah
1: Yeah. and they uh i found the actual name of it it's called electoral legislation amendment party registration integrity Mm, funny
2: perfect (laughs) very similar wording so i love love the uh the beautiful patriotic terms they come up for for like Mm. the (laughs) golden lightning eagle to take away all of your rights but
1: yeah so this uh this this country's going down
2: man that's unfortunate (laughs) to hear but
1: i hope i hope the the tradies keep going friday is a public holiday so might pop off um I'm going to go down there with my megaphone telling everyone about the, the crazy shit that they're passing in legislation while they're distracted by COVID. So feel free
2: to scream out against the mob a couple of times.
0: <laughs> Logan, you're shameless. Wait, I- <laughs> Let me, uh, last question. Um, so I asked this of all of my new um, uh, guests on the show. Mm-hmm. Are you more so white or black pilled for the both for the immediate and the uh, long-term future? This is a
1: very interesting question depends it depends where I end up in a couple years. Mm-hmm. If I stay here, very black. <laughs> mm. If I stay here I have, I have no hope for this country like there's there's a small population standing up, but it's still only a couple thousand people right So as long as the majority of people are happy, standing by well standing by uh laying on the ground with the boot on their neck um as long as people are happy to do that as long as the government keeps giving them their free money and they're allowed to buy their beer um
2: i heard they step very lightly on your neck as long as you comply
1: yeah no it's very 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 lightly you know so as long as this keeps occurring we're going to uh, we're going to be one of the first countries to go to a completely contactless society. I reckon they're, they're really aiming for it. They, they don't want people to interact.
0: Yeah, so, it's going to be like something out of Black Mirror.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's literally going to be. It, if, if really already fallen um, government assigned editor go. for all of
2: your text <laughs> messages.
1: Yeah, so here we go. Here's another fun fact for you. Um, Darwin was bought and tested the Chinese social credit system
2: Hey, there you go. Oh, there you so,
1: go. Right. Uh, yeah, testing it in Darwin. Uh, that's where all the Aboriginals are. Can't imagine why they were testing it there. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they uh, will definitely implement this in the coming years in Melbourne and Sydney because where are all the mass non-compliance? Sydney and Melbourne. So mm-hmm. they mm. they are definitely going to implement that, and I am not looking forward to that. So I I am refusing out of principle to get the vaccine. And even if I do get the vaccine for whatever reason, should I need to go to the United States or actually I'm going to call the embassy and see if I can't get political persecution asylum. Um, not <laughs> because, because based on my politics alone, not to mention the caste system that they're trying to implement and the discrimination based on that, um, I refuse to be coerced and the government is basically using force to coerce. Uh, so I'm going to call the U S embassy and see if that's, maybe some kind of basis yeah, for can. asylum and get Australians, Australians are underrepresented in America as well. So there's a chance.
2: Get yourself over here and we'll uh, slap a couple guns back in your possession there and mm. get you back to shooting again. I, I really Absolutely. want my, I want
1: my, uh, my Tiga Taka A1 back. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: That's what I want.
2: I we can definitely get I'm the both. gun. The ammunition's getting a little expensive out here.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I mean, ammunition and, ammunition here was uh, 70 bucks a box for 6.5 creedmoor hmm. so can, pretty expensive
3: I, d- I don't know what that is I, it's like i'm racking my brain for um i don't <laughs> i don't speak down under
1: <laughs> um but yeah so that's uh it's it's pretty expensive like it was getting to sure a dollar cool. around. this is it was, it was it was yeah it was yeah. um it was pretty expensive
3: we're here, there. Well, if you make it to the States, New Mexico will open you with um, open arms. I live up in the uh-huh. mountains. There's nobody here. There's Ooh. lots of room, lots of land. I've, uh,
1: uh, I have I have friends in the Carolinas, um, so that's probably where I'll be heading. But uh, second choice is Texas, so... Here is. I, I don't like, I don't like Florida. I don't like the weather.
0: No one likes well, we Florida. Might our, <laughs> we might be our own state or our own uh, country soon. So. Well,
1: hopefully, because then I can apply <laughs> directly to the, to Texas. Cause I don't think you can exactly. apply. I don't think you can apply directly to a state for asylum. I think you have to go through federal. Yeah. Um, that Sounds
0: right. Yeah. I think that sounds about right.
1: Which if, if that is to be, to, to be true, I, I heard through the grapevine that they were mandating vaccinations for, for people coming into the country. Unless of course you cross the Southern border and then not so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So maybe, 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 maybe I'll fly and... to
1: Mexico and walk through. Exactly. <laughs> My yeah, question is, is
3: how do you, how well do you tan? Um, because yeah. if, if you can, if you can tan pretty decently, well then dude, you're just fine. I will meet you. I'll meet you in Las Cruces, brother.
2: Hey, I was going to say the opposite. If you got the, the pale skin crossing the border, they look me in my white American face and they say, have a good day, sir. Go right through.
0: I guess it depends on which portion of the border you're crossing. Indeed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But yeah so that's, them's my plans. So we'll see what happens.
0: Well, all right, Jack, well, I, I sincerely appreciate you coming on the show today, man. This has been uh, excellent. I I really think, uh, I really think my audience is going to enjoy, you know, kind of maybe enjoy is not the best word for it, but, um, you know, definitely take away a lot, um, and understanding what's going on over there in Australia. And I definitely want to invite you. I definitely want to invite you back on in the future to, uh, you know, give us some updates on what's going on. So, um, you know, yeah, that invitation's open. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, why don't you uh, plug whatever you'd like to um, uh, before we get out of here? Yep.
1: So I got a podcast. It's called uh, the Jacked In Podcast. Um, nice. I did a, a recent. <laughs> yeah, I've, it actually there's actually another one. So there, there's Fucked another on. another podcast, but I think they're <laughs> American. So uh, I'm fine with keeping the name. I think, but I did a I did a podcast with a, an investigative journalist who does um, work with. Um, war crimes and isis and shit like that so they were studying um investigating that sort of stuff and we're talking about osama bin laden so the name of that is jacked into the mind of osama bin laden so uh that's a great name i reckon
0: yeah (laughs) so that's that's on
1: youtube if you type in that uh that title it should come up it's also on spotify if you type in i think if you type in my name jack curly k-e-r-l-e-y just popped up Yep, it should come up. It's um I'm changing the logo soon, but that's just the stock image. Anyway, so that's that's my podcast. Um, I also write at uh, Substack. Uh, it is oh, hold on else. It's Jack Curly one word dot substack dot com. So that's where all my writing is. Um follow me on that's, Twitter at
0: Jack e. Curly. That's K E R L E Y. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and, and my Twitter is Jack E. Curly, one word. Lots of spicy takes calling cops terrorists.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Matt bad. Logan.
2: Matthew, you're my plug guy. Oh, yeah, thank you i think i was
3: just waiting for permission to speak thank you Logan. I really I appreciate appreciate i'm sorry that.
2: i apologize that it took me a split second i should have known that I, you were not allowed to take your own onus uh, on yeah,
3: thank you thank you for addressing me um yeah you can find us uh also before we get going dunk thank you very much for uh graciously extending this opportunity for us to come on your podcast Absolutely. and talk with jack jack it's been a great honor to have this conversation with you um we are against the mob matt billingsley logan carpenter you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at some sort of iteration at Against the Mob and Against the Mob podcast drops every Wednesday or Thursday, more or less, whenever we get around to it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about it.
1: I have one more thing. Alrighty, guys. My my, uh, my podcast is very sporadic, so I don't expect uh, consistent <laughs> consistent episodes, but I will be uploading eventually.
2: That's why it's important to subscribe so it pops up on your feed. Exactly.
1: People. Exactly. Absolutely. Here, here. And my Instagram is the same handle as, as Twitter as well, if you want to follow me there.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you guys. You guys have yourselves a good night. You too. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Break the State Podcast. If you want to support this show, you can do so by heading over to BreakTheState.net forward slash shop and picking up a Break the State Podcast t-shirt or hoodie. I want to thank Jack, Matt, and Logan for coming on the show. Be sure to check out the Jacked In Podcast and the Against the Mob Podcast. And of course, I want to thank my sponsors for the show. Anti-State Apparel, visit anti-state.net to get all of your liberty-themed shirts, hats, flags, stickers, and more. Anti-State, no tolerance for being governed, no rulers, no masters. And Public Hangings for Pedophiles, turning awareness into action in the fight against human trafficking and pedophilia. Head over to publichangingsforpedophiles.com and join the fight today. Alright, that's going to be it for me today, y'all. Peace.